0: By Allah ta'as we reached the first night of the second tenth of Ramadan. The hadith indicates that this is uh, the asharah of Maghfirah, of the forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala forgive all of us. It's a great blessing that we even reach this Ramadan uh, and it is uh, a sign inshallah that Allah Ta'ala wants to forgive us that He gave it to us. It's so close, you have to just reach out and, and take it. So Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq to do just that. Uh, inshallah we read today um, a couple of entries. The first one I wanted to read was, Abul Faidh, Dhanun Ibrahim al-Misri. Was one of the very well known of the mashayikh, uh, and uh, his entry in uh, the kashful Mahjub is unusually long, uh, and it should indicate, you know, something about his maqam, his his status. It's interesting. Uh, uh, I purchased from a bookstore once a small biography of the al Misri that was written by Ibn Arabi. Uh, so if he's g- going to compile like a, a small biography about the person, he must be somewhat important uh, in the tariq. Uh, and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, Allahumma la uh, uh, tahrimna ujurahum wa la taftinna He was the son of a Nubian and his name was Thoban. Nubian here means someone from Upper Egypt, from the southern part of Egypt. Uh, he, he, he looked like, a, uh, uh, like what they would refer to as a... Uh, Nilo-Saharan person. So what we call like Black Africans, quote unquote, there are actually several different races. Uh, one of them is the Ni- Nilo-Saharan people. One of them is the Niger-Congo people. There's the Khoisan people. They're uh, what they call the Bushmen. They're all they're all they're all different races. Although uh, I guess Europeans just refer to all of them as black. But uh, uh, the, the the Nilo-Saharan people who are in the south of the south of, of Egypt and up upstream in the Nile. He was the son of a Nubian and his name was Thoban. He is one of the best of our people and the most eminent of their hidden uh, spiritualists. For he trod the path of affliction and traveled on the road of blame. Uh, uh, the road of blame not meaning blameworthiness, but people, he, he, he had a rough life. Basically, people treated him bad and he had to go through a lot of difficulties. His life from beginning to end was all difficulty. And uh, people would treat him badly uh, without, without, without just reason or just cause all the people of egypt were lost in doubt uh, as to his true state and did not believe uh, uh, in his sainthood until after he had passed Uh, on the night of his decease 70 people dreamt that they saw the messenger of allah who said "Uh, i have come to meet the friend of allah the wali of allah Uh, uh, at his funeral uh, the birds uh, uh, of the air gathered around his bier and wove their wings around us to shadow it on seeing this the egyptians felt remorse and repented of the injustice which they had done to him. He has many fine and admirable sayings on the varieties of mystical knowledge, spiritual knowledge. He says, for example, the Gnostic, the person of uh, uh, who knows Allah, the arif Billah, is more lowly uh, every day because he's approaching nearer and nearer to his Lord in every moment, uh, inasmuch as as he thereby becomes aware of the overpowering uh, uh, force of the divine uh, uh, omnipotence. And when the majestic, majesty of Allah has taken uh, uh, possession of his heart, he sees how far he is from God, uh, and there's no way of reaching uh, him. There, therefore, his lowliness is increased. Right, so this is his mushahada. This is what he, how he experienced Allah Taala. The the Sheikh in the beginning said that he, tread the path of of, of tribulation, affliction, and uh, of blame, and this was his 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 uh, uh, witnessing of Allah Taala, that he said that the person who knows Allah is more and more lowly every day, because he is approaching nearer and nearer to his Lord in every moment inasmuch as he thereby becomes aware of the the, the overpowering might and brute force of the divine omnipotence. And when the majesty of God has taken possession of his heart, he sees how far he is from God and that there is no way of reaching him. Thus his lowliness is increased. Thus Musa a.s. said when he conversed with his Lord, O Lord, where shall I seek you? And Allah answered amongst those who are uh, broken hearted. Musa salam uh, said, "O oh Lord, there is no heart broken more broken and more despairing than mine. And Allah uh, uh, answered to him, Then I am where you are. This is something that is uh, a, similar, uh, uh, a similar concept is narrated in many of the books of Tafsir with regards to Sayyidina Musa a.s. <laughs> Musa salam, Allah ta'ala calls him his Kaleem. He talked to him in so many different places. He spoke to him. And so uh, uh, Allah asked. Qurtubin uh, brings this in his tafsir. He says he asked Musa as-Salam. Uh, I believe this in the tafsir of Surah Ta maybe in Qasas. He says, he says, do you know why I chose you for my, uh, for for to speak to out of all of the creation? Why did I choose you that you should speak to me and you should carry my message? And uh, Musa as-Salam asked him why. He said because there was nobody more humble in front of me than you. That nobody has humbled themselves like the way you humbled yourself in front of me. And this is why Allah, chose him uh, to to give him nubuah and to speak with him and give him a nubuah of such a high rank. He says, O Lord, no heart is more broken and despairing than mine. God answered, then I am where you are. Accordingly, anyone who pretends to know God without lowliness and fear is an ignorant fool and not a knower of Allah. The sign of true knowledge is sincerity of will and a sincere will cuts off all secondary causes and severs all ties of relationship so that nothing remains except for God. Dhunun says, Siddhq, sincerity, is the sword of Allah on the earth. It cuts everything it touches. That's you and me. Siddhq is the sword of Allah on the earth, it cuts everything that it touches. Uh, now sincerity causes uh, sincerity regards the causer and does not consistent affirmation of secondary causes. To affirm the latter is to destroy the principle of sincerity. Amongst the stories, this is a this is an important story for people to hear as well. This is amongst the stories told of the Nun, I've read that one day he was sailing with his disciples. In, uh, on a, in a boat on the river Nile, as is the custom of the people of Egypt when they desire recreation. Which is still kind of true to this day, right? He says that, that uh, in, uh, I read that he was sailing with his disciples in a boat on the river Nile, as is the custom of the people of Egypt when they desire recreation. Another boat was coming up filled with merrymakers wh- whose unseemly behavior so disgusted the disciples that they begged the Nun to implore God that he sink the boat." <laughs> They're drunk and they're doing God knows what kind of weird stuff people... People still do weird stuff on boats nowadays, you know, like it's, if you go out on a boat, it's, they do weird things. So it was a boat of these weirdos like uh, it came up filled with merrymakers whose unseemly behavior so disgusted the disciples that they begged the Noon to implore God to sink their boat. The noon raised his hand and cried, O Lord, as you have given these people a pleasant life in this world, give them a pleasant life in the next world too. The disciples were astonished by his prayer. When the boat came near, those in it saw the and they began to weep and ask pardon, and they broke their musical instruments and repented. the said to his disciples, A pleasant life in the next world is repentance in this world. The dua, What does a dua mean? The dua, if, if the dua is answered, it doesn't mean they're going to go on like in their like weird drunken orgy that they're having on a boat on the Nile, right? If the dua is answered, that's not the... They're going to t- take the exit And go to the other freeway That goes somewhere else He says A pleasant life in the next world Is repentance in this world You and they are all satisfied Without harm to anybody uh, And this is this is the, the logic That appeals to the Ahlullah People who are like There's some people They see other and This is by the way This is the deen the, Allah, Allah Ta'ala Himself Describes the, the believers Right ala al-kuffari Ruhamā'u uh, baynahum That they're They're, they're uh, uh, Shadid, they're like harsh on the 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 belligerent and antagonistic kufar and they're uh, uh, merciful between them they save their mercy for for one another uh, uh and uh, 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 help me out here anyway so uh you know they they have they have when they're in front of the kuffar and they they're, they're lowly they're humble when they're in front of the meek in front of the believers Uh, whereas nowadays the cult of da'wah is what like you run around the masjid screaming and it's because you people drive everyone out of the masjid and you smell like this and you look like that and the carpets aren't nice enough and i'm unmasked and yell and scream let's make a documentary about how much we hate everything about islam but when we stand in front of an muslims like did you know islam means peace like you know okay yeah i mean we should be nice to people and stuff but like their compass is a little bit off at that point, you know? And so there are people who this 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 like you know this compass being off goes like way, way, way out of bounds. That's why all this Da'esh, Ma'esh, and Qaeda and all these weird, you know, Najab groups running around in the backwoods in Syria and Iraq and in the Sinai and you know, even some of them in other places as well. They're crazy, you know, in the Maghrib and the Sahel and things like Mali and stuff like that. What are they doing? They're gunning down Muslims in the in the masjid, right? So that's not the way of the Ahlullah. That's not the, the, the way of the Ahlullah. It's not the way of the Quran and it's not the way of the Ahlullah. There may even be a time and a need, right, uh, 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 that, uh, that, that some party of the, party of the Muslims becomes so uh, uh, so belligerent and so flagrant in their Zulman, another party of the Muslims, that they need to be fought. Uh, 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 and uh, that's also mentioned in uh, Surah Al Hijrat. That, 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 that Then you fight the You fight the, 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 the group that is, uh, that, that, that is on Zulm But it's not like something That you persecute to the end It's just like a bare minimum It's like a small medicine that a person uses And as soon as you're able to not use it anymore Then, then you leave it A person shouldn't take uh, uh, happiness in it In any way, shape or form So what did he say? He said, a pleasant life in the next world There's repentance in this world You and they are all satisfied Without any harm to anybody and this is the logic of iman he thus uh, he acted thus from his extreme af- affection toward the muslims following the example of the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam who notwithstanding the ill treatment with he which which he re- received from the kufar never ceased to say o oh allah guide my people for they don't know uh the the noon relates as he was journeying from jerusalem to egypt that he saw in the distance someone advancing toward him he felt impelled to ask a question when the person came near he perceived that it was an old woman carrying a staff and wearing a woolen jubba uh, uh, when he asked her when she from when she came she answered from allah and uh where where do you where are you going to and she said to allah the noon drew forth a piece of gold which he had with him and offered it to her but she shook her hand in his face and said O Dunoon, the, the notion which you have formed of me arises from the feebleness of your intelligence. I work for God's sake, and accept nothing unless from Him. I worship Him alone, and take from Him alone. With these words, uh, she uh, uh, went on her way, meaning what he's saying that I, he, he's saying that this was a, 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 a uh, uh, an experience that affected me. Because we oftentimes think that religious people are it's just some sort of scandal or whatever. This happens, this happens. I, I, I went to Umrah, this happened actually two, three times I myself feel embarrassed every time I do it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, how do you know what a person wants, you know? So someone comes and asks for du'a, you make du'a for them and you give them like five reals and they're like, it's not what we come for. You know, it's, there are people, there are people like that. And uh, it's his humility also that he, he mentioned that. So the old woman saying that she worked for God's sake is a proof of her sincerity and love. Men in their dealings with God fall into two classes. Some imagine that they work for God's sakes when they're really just working for themselves. And though their work is not done without any worldly motive, they desire recompense in the next world. Others take no thought of reward or punishment in the next world any more than of ostentation and reputation in this world, but act solely from the reverence of the commandments of Allah. Their love of Allah requires them to forget every selfish interest when they do His bidding. The former class fancy that what they do is for the sake of the next world, what they do for the sake of the next world is for the sake of Allah, and fail to recognize that the devout have greater self interest in devotion uh, than the wicked have in sin, because the sinner's pleasure lasts only for a moment, whereas the devotion uh, is a delight forever. So, this is a very subtle point. Obviously, uh, 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 you know. It's, it's piety to do it for the reward in the next world. That itself is also iman in the ghayb, at least it means that you believe in the word of Allah Ta'ala, whereas there are some people who believe that the wahy is all pine the sky in July, and they just rather enjoy themselves in this world. But the, the, the point is a subtle point, and it's true that the, the devout are, are more selfish than the wicked. Why? Because they want more that they're going to get in the akhirah than the small amount that a person is going to get in this world. But the one who loves Allah for who he is, and uh, follows him because uh, the 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 rub is the rub and the abd is the abd the lord is the lord and the slave is the slave uh, this is uh, this type of love is a higher maqam with allah ta'ala uh, no doubt uh, and this is proven by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that say aisha anha asked him uh, why is it that you pray in the night until your feet have swollen up even though allah ta'ala uh, said that your uh, you know any mistakes you may have made uh, and may make in the future are all forgiven uh uh, uh he says should i not be a uh, uh should i not be a a, a grateful slave wa abdan shakuran and and uh, uh, This is, this is the, that reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? He says, others take no thought and reward and punishment in the next world any more than they do of ostentation or reputation in this world, but act solely for reverence of the commandments of Allah ta'ala. The person is aware of Allah's presence and does it because he's, he's the Rabbin and, and, and uh, we're the slave. And that's it, you know, Allah ta'ala deserves to be obeyed because of who he is. If all the world uh, acted with the veracity of Abu Bakr, the gain would be wholly theirs. And if all the world acted with the falsehood of Fir'aun, the loss would be wholly theirs. As God has said, if you do good, it is to yourselves. And if you do evil, it is to yourselves. And also, whoever exerts himself... Does so for his own advantage. Verily, Allah is independent uh, of created things. They seek uh, for themselves an everlasting kingdom, and they say we are working for the sake of Allah. But do tread. To, but to tread the path of love is a different things. Is a different thing. Lovers, in fulfilling the divine commandment, regard only the accomplishment of the beloved's will and have no eyes for anything else. Uh, a similar topic will be uh, addressed uh, on the chapter with regards to ikhlas. And uh, inshallah, I wanted to read one more entry. Uh, Abul Qasim Ali bin Abdullah al-Gurgani. Uh, Gurgan, uh, uh, I guess in, in, in Arabic is usually rendered as Jorjan. Abul Qasim Gurgani is uh, uh, one of the great mashaykh uh, of, uh, of the His name is a prominent name on the Shajar of the Naqshbandis, uh, except for this book is written before Bahadi Naqshband was born. So that's why he's not mentioned uh, as that in the book, but his name is an important name. Uh, a number of the, the, the people who we read are the, uh, the their names that appear in the, the different shajara, the different shajarat, the different like uh, initiatic chains of the different turuq, except for this book was written before those turuq took the name that we're familiar with by this day. So it's Abu Qasim Ali bin Abdullah al-Gurgani. And so this is a unique entry, why? Because the author actually met him. And out of all the Mashaykh, he's probably the one who he considers to be his sheikh the most out of all of them, if you uh, listen to the, the way he praises him. In his time, uh, so he, says, so he says, Abu Qasim Ali bin Abdullah uh, al-Gurgani, may God prolong his life for the benefit of us and all the Muslims. In his time, he was unique and incomparable. His beginning was very excellent and strong, and his journeys were performed with uh, a, a complete and punctilious observance of the sacred law. Thank you, Nicholson, for some little di- throwing a little dictionary up in there, mashallah, a little thesaurus up in there. Uh, at the time, uh, the hearts uh, of all initiates, Ahl Dargah, were turned toward him, and all seekers, Taliban, obviously Taliban means something very different in this context than, than, than <laughs> what it does on CNN. So all the seekers, the Taliban had a, uh, a firm belief in him. He possessed a marvelous power of revealing the inward experiences of novices, uh, uh and he was learned in the various branches of knowledge meaning what he uh, he he knew he knew what the, the 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 people who came to him for his for their islah he could see what was going on with them very clearly all his disciples are ornaments of the societies in which they move there are some people like that also some mashaykh you can tell that uh, whoever took from somebody wherever they go they bring benefit uh, and that itself is a sign of Allah's and his acceptance of their sheikh. Please, God, he will uh, have an excellent successor whose authority the whole body of Sufis will recognize, namely Abu Ali uh, 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 Al-Fadl ibn Muhammad uh, Al-Farmadi May Allah lengthen his days who uh, has not omitted to fulfill his duty toward his master and has turned his back on all worldly things and through uh, the blessings uh, of that renunciation has been made by God, the the spiritual mouthpiece of the venerable Shaykh His Zabani Hal, the, the, the one who... Uh, uh, is the tarjuman the translator of that, that, the the hall of his sheikh? One day I was seated in the, this is a, this is great. This is one of the things that... Data Ganj Bakh uh, Sheikh uh, Ali Hajwiri you have to love about. It. Actually, Nicholson even even uh, uh, mentions this that he's he's very uh, humble man, and oftentimes he'll teach a tell a story or teach a principle at the expense of his own nafs. He's not like pretentious show off guy. So uh, Nicholson gets a real chuckle out. Of it, even though Misgini and Nicholson had he died on Iman maybe he would have also had a high maqam just for this translation in the Akhira Allah Ta'ala is the king and he does what he chooses but uh, uh, Nicholson actually uh, chuckles about there's another story in the book somewhere about where he talks about how his like all of his zikr and muraqabat were fudged up because for like you know so many months because uh, uh, or for so many days because he heard, overheard one man talking about the beauty of a woman to another man, and he fell in love with this woman that he'd never seen or heard before and just couldn't get her out of his out of his thoughts. So he's like a very humble guy. Like, regular stuff happens to him, and uh, he, he ta- talks about that, right? So he's, he's going to tell a story at his own expense here. Don't take it as his feebleness or whatever. It's just his humility, mashallah. Otherwise, he was also a great sheikh. Ganj baksh alam mazhar khuda nakisara peer kamil kamal kamalara rahnuma don't you know don't take his uh, his his humility as uh, a sign of his uh, lack of st- status one day I was seated in the Sheikh's presence. So he's saying about the Sheikh Abu Qasim Gurgani. So one day I was seated in the Sheikh's presence and was recounting uh, to him my experiences and vision in order that he might test them, uh, for he had unrivaled skill in this, that he could, you know, ass- assess what my my state is, you know. So he's telling him all his mukashifat and dreams and the hawal that come over him and all this great stuff, you know. Uh, he was listening kindly to what I said. The vanity and enthusiasm of youth made me eager to relate those matters and the thought occurred to me that perhaps the sheikh in his uh, 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 novitiate did not meaning in in his his like lack of experience didn't himself enjoy such experiences otherwise he would not have shown so much humility uh, uh toward me, nor would he be so anxious to hear about the about about my states right. Uh, he he said the sheikh perceived what I was thinking and said, "My dear friend, uh, you must know that my humility is not on account of y- you or your experiences, but is shown toward him who brings the experiences to pass. Otherwise, they are not peculiar to yourself but common to all seekers of God." This is something, mashallah. I've I've seen, I've seen I saw, I saw this with my own shaykh, rahimullah ta'ala. Uh, uh, you know that uh, when there's munasaba between people, it's as if the shaykh can read your mind. Allah knows best if you can read your mind or not. I don't think it's past the maqam of some people, but it's that question is kind of like not the point. Uh, 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 sometimes, sometimes someone knows through intuition. Sometimes, maybe someone can read your mind. Sometimes, I, I remember sitting and asking questions in my head, and the sheikh will answer the question, and then I ask another one, and and then it's time for dinner, and then I I, I just sit at the Dasar Khan with the sheikh, and the uh, you know I'm like I'm just thinking to myself, well, if you really can read my mind what should I eat first, roti or chawal? And he's like, you should eat chawal first because it's good for your, uh, you know, it's easier to digest than the roti. And then at that point, I just said, like learn to shut up every time, like when I, you know, like shut up my mind, like when I sit with the sheikh. This is another rule for the benefit of suhbah, right? Is that if you're not concentrating, just sitting in the majlis with the sheikh is not of any benefit. Shut off all the clutter of your mind. Think of thinking of other things while you're there, just like you're talking while, while the sheikh is talking. Otherwise, you're not going to get any benefit from him. So he he says, My dear friend, you must know that my humility is not on account of you or your experiences, but is shown to him who brings the experiences to pass. Otherwise, they're not peculiar to yourself, but common to all seekers of God. On hearing this, I was utterly taken aback. He saw my confusion and said, Oh, my son, man has no further relation to this path, except for that when he's attached to it, he imagines that he has found it. And when he's deposed from it, he clothes his imagination in words. He says, o, Oh, my son, man has no further relation to this path except for that when he is attached to it, he imagines that he's the one who found it. And when he is deposed from it, he clothes his imagination in words. Uh, hence, both his negation and his affirmation, uh, both his non existence and existence, are imagination. Man never escapes from the prison of his imagination. It behooves him to stand like a slave at the door and put away from himself every nisbat, every relation, except for that of manhood and obedience. Manhood is what? That you discharge your responsibilities. And obedience is what? That you do what you're told. Other than that, all of the other stuff you can put it to the side. Mulvi, Hafiz, American citizen, Arabi, Pakistani, Iraqi, Sayyid, Alhamdulillah, Sayyid is very impressive to me. It's very, well, it's very impressive to me. What is it to Allah Ta'ala? Right in front of Allah, even Rasul, even the Ali that court, they they you know what I mean? They're, they're themselves like you know like nafsi, nafsi in that court. And the Rasul Sallallahu other than Allah gave him a special on that day. Otherwise, he was the most humble of them all. Right? There's a Sayyid Ma'ed Kuchni on that day. There's, no, there's nothing in in front in that court. Everybody is like equals nothing. He says he says man never escapes us from the prison of his imagination. It behooves him to stand like a slave at the door and put away from himself every nisbat, every relation except for that of manhood, meaning what discharge your responsibilities uh, 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 and obedience that we hear and we obey. Afterward I had a much spiritual conversation with him, but if I were to enter upon the task of setting forth his extraordinary powers, my purpose would be defeated. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq inshallah. Of standing with manhood and slavehood in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala strengthen our backs and make them straight in order to be able to stand. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq of meeting his people that he loves and benefiting from them in this world and the hereafter. wa ta'ala wa ala Sayyidina ala alihi